Hi, welcome to the Behan Brothers. I'm your host, Andrew, here with Emmett. We've got two special guests with us that haven't been back with us in a while, but we've got Drew and Wyatt here, who were both at the Auburn versus New Mexico State game. Drew, what would you think about the game? I like tailgating and... Not a lot else to like about yeah. that game because there wasn't a lot of good stuff for Auburn. Did you think the eagle flew good? Did you get to see? Did could you see the yeah, eagle? Yeah, I could see the eagle, but yeah, was that cool? No, he was in the air for like two seconds. Oh really? no, was he? <laughs> I don't know. I was getting food. Oh, why? Did you, did you like anything about the game? Did you have fun? Yeah. Mhm. What did you like most about the game? Um. Um, tailgating the eagle. And the um, part when it did the lights. You like the light show yeah. that they did? That was pretty cool. That was the first time you've gotten to see that, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. That's it pretty twice. awesome. Yeah, you've seen it twice now. What'd y'all think about the football game? Did did it go as as Auburn Mm-mm. wanted it to go? Mm-mm. What? Mm-mm. The rest were terrible. The rest were terrible. What'd you think? Why? Auburn lost. Auburn lost. They did. And Jarquez Hunter <laughs> couldn't run the ball. And Jarquez Hunter couldn't run the yeah, ball. He got Which, smoked. But yeah. Yeah. These are all accurate statements. Yeah. <laughs> Is that we got smoked? Yeah. That's <laughs> very true. We did. We got smoked. So now we've got a big game coming up this weekend. It's Thanksgiving week. So what game does that mean it is, Drew? Iron Bowl. Iron Bowl. Auburn versus Alabama. Who do you think's going to win? Auburn. Why? Who do you think's going to win? Auburn. That's what I want to hear. That's, That's exactly right, too. That's right. Alabama. All right. Y'all got anything else you want to say? No, that's on the recording. <laughs> Anybody, you got you got anything else you want to add? No. Auburn Mills. Okay. All right. Good deal. All right. That's it for our special guest, Drew and Wyatt. Thank you guys for being here. We appreciate it. Bye. All right. So that was our special guest, Drew and Wyatt. They've been begging to get back on the podcast. They were on some earlier ones, but they yeah. haven't been on there in a while. So. All right, Emmett. So. I was at the game, Drew, Wyatt, Constance, we all went down there for the game. We're really looking forward to it. I was actually going into the game. You know, I'll be honest, I was overlooking the opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, was thinking, uh, which doesn't matter if I overlook the opponent. I'm not yeah, their player. So. Yeah. Um, but uh, was really hoping we'd get to see Holden Garner go out there and throw some around. Just wanted to see him in person. Yeah. I do think he's the future QB for Auburn. I think he's got that skill. Like next year? I hope so. Yeah. You know, um, we'll see. But uh, game did not go as we wanted it to. No. I was also there. Definitely the most frustrating game of the season. I think that's the most accurate description of my emotion during the game. Yeah. Not a lot of, like... Just absolute anger. I mean, okay, I'll take that back because there's a lot of anger I had towards the refs, and I, I don't like blaming refs. I don't think I've done that yet for a game that we've lost this season. No, I don't. I don't think we've had a game. There have been calls in games, yeah. but like I haven't felt like it was the determining factor yes. in a game yet. So, and I don't even know if it. I'm not gonna say it was a determining factor in this game, but I'll definitely say it helped or it. We got off to a slow start, and the refs were not helping the situation at all. In fact, they were definitely making the situation significantly worse. I think that's the thing. It like it sort of hampered the start of the game, but then beyond that, okay, beyond the start of the game, yeah, I I think it just I think it just hampered the start of the game, and it kind of just got the ball rolling slowly for Auburn but I mean you as as the course of the game went on you realized pretty quickly Auburn did not come to play yeah really by the end of the second quarter like midway through the second quarter I was like y'all don't want to win this game you just don't and New Mexico State did yeah well so I on the other hand before the game I was worried yeah you were telling us that at the tailgate um they were 8-3. and three. They just beat Western Kentucky, which, you know, that's not an SEC school, but, like, Western Kentucky isn't bad. They've, yeah. They're pretty good. Yeah. Um, but also, just being 8-3 and three in college is impressive. Um, they're on a bit of a hot run this year. 
Yeah. New Mexico State's historically bad, like historically terrible. Yep. This year they are not. They are actually pretty good. I'm not saying they should have even been in the game with us. I'm not. We should have blown them out. But if you don't take a team seriously and you just go into it thinking we're good enough to not care and win, you will get beat by those teams. Well, something else you know we are talking about earlier was in today's day and age with the transfer portal and everything, like that's what used to hold down a New Mexico State was, yeah. and, and all these you know smaller schools was it was hard for them to get players in. Yeah, right. And all the good players go to the big schools. They stay with the big schools for two or three years, and then maybe you get a grad transfer of a kid, you know, whatever. Nowadays, if a kid doesn't pan out, he's going to go find somewhere else to play. Yeah. Right. Or even it may be that a coach says, "Hey, you're not going to pan out, so I'm telling you to leave because your yeah. scholarship's not getting renewed." So they might have to go find it. that kid. May have Division One speed, Division One talent, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. It just wasn't going to work out at the school he was at. Yeah. Um, and all of those things benefit New Mexico State. And again, Auburn should have blown this team out. There's no reason that. It, the should score be, should have been flipped. It should have been 35 yes, to 10 Auburn. Exactly. You know? That's exactly right. Um, but, yeah, I was worried about the game. It's a trap game. We just come off a huge win at Arkansas. We hit our first goal of being bowl eligible. Yep. So, you know, we're pretty we, – we've reached – we've achieved something, and we feel like we've achieved something. Yeah. Almost as if, like, okay, that part's over. We don't have to really try now because – now, the only game you're looking at is Alabama, which we'll get to. <clears throat> this was a trap game. It's a classical trap game. We've talked about it with other teams in the yeah. SEC, and this yep. was one, the one for us. That being said, that's what I mean when I say it was clear that we didn't want to win. You know, we came out flat. We stayed flat throughout the whole game, pretty much. There was never... You looked at the sidelines, and it was just like slump shoulders, just like they weren't there to play football. Well, and I felt I f- like they were there to do a chore I, rather than to play the, a game. The way I've said it is, it felt like the football team said, "Well, I guess I got to play football today, so I'm going to put on yeah, my jersey." Exactly. I was like, "Oh, I have to go play football." Yeah, you know, and it's kind of like, I mean, you know, not that I would do this at my work if any of the people I work with are listening, but you know, some days you wake up and you're like, "Just got to get through it." I got to go check the box. Yep. You know, go through the motions. I, that's right. And so you, you know, you can't. But you can't do that in football no. because in football you got an opponent across the line from you. He's probably not checking the box that day. No, you know? not only that, especially in these games. Yeah, in these games, you're the big dog. They got nothing to lose. Yeah, they got nothing to lose, and that's a very important thing that I will mention later. Yeah, um, and that's how they came out and played. They played with heart. Auburn did not. It was embarrassing. That's what was most embarrassing about it, was y'all don't care, and that's not what represents Auburn. That is not an accurate representation of Auburn. You know, all that All that said, too, though, all that said, it never felt like, and I know there were like a couple of moments of like them going toe-to-toe. I think pregame, one of the New Mexico State players was like down there hollering at the yeah. Auburn fans, some of the Auburn recruits, you know, and was jawing with them and all this kind of yeah. stuff, which you would have thought would have given Auburn enough to say, all right, let me just let me just stomp on you right yeah. out of the gate just to I know. make sure you know. But I guess what that's what got me too was we're sitting here saying that New Mexico State played hard, they played lights out, all this kind of stuff. They weren't super emotional about anything either. No. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't like yeah, they were like certain there were only like I can only think of three moments during the game. There a when couple, the quarterback tackled our interception. Yep. And there was a something on that. So he picked up. He picked up. Yeah, there was, there was an offsides, and then they ended up getting a after the play penalty for that. But yeah, yeah. he picked up the dude and body slammed him. So yeah, another moment. So when that happened, I was saying, okay, now we'll turn it. We up. started to. Yeah, right? yeah. I was like, all right, we're gonna turn yeah. it up. And then that's where I noticed the refs came into play because we started to play good on offense. Yeah, and it seemed like there was a flag being thrown every single play, and I was like, guys. There's no way that's actually happening. Right. I, you know, yeah. I, I think early on I knew, man, this is not going our way. When, when, we handed off to Jarquez, and he couldn't get an inch. Yeah. 
he got tackled for a loss. Yeah. The the offensive line did terrible. They I did mean, do they terrible. got whooped. The defensive line did terrible. They got whooped. We had one sack in the game. I mean, both sides of the trenches got whooped that game. And we blitzed. I mean, I, I know. And I don't think Ron Roberts went into it. And, and look, to their credit, I mean, if you want to give them credit, Hugh Freeze, Cadillac, Zach Etheridge all said this is on us as coaches. It's on the players. They've, they've all, they all said this. These are quotes. They said, it's on us as coaches. Yes, it's on them as players too. But it's on us as coaches. We did not prepare them for this game. Yep. And I mean, straight up said it. And we knew that. Like, I'm, ta- like, yeah. I'm not kidding. If you have half a brain and you watch that game. You could tell. You can easily say the coaches did not watch a single second of film on New Mexico State. No, they didn't. Um, um, and then I'm not even saying because of scheme-wise. The scheme really wasn't bad for us. It was just like they didn't watch film and say, okay, oh, crap. This team's not half bad. Hey, hey, coach, you might want to pay attention. Yeah. You know? Like, Here, here's what I don't get. Here's what I don't get. You know, uh, okay, so under Gus Malzahn, the, the staff as a whole was like, was a bare bones staff. Yeah. I mean, basically, for Auburn under Gus Malzahn, the, the field staff, the staff you had on the field was essentially the entire staff. Yeah. Okay. Compare that to the Alabamas and the Georgias and all the, and Ohio States and whatnot. The on the field staff is like one fifth or one sixth or one seventh of the total staff. They've got yeah. five, six, seven times the number of dudes. Yeah, off the field doing analytical work for them. Um, you know, ball boys or whatever. Yeah. All these little things, all these little jobs. That just free up the time for the people who have to make decisions, and uh, th- they've got that built. So I-, I say that to say Auburn now has more of that staff. I don't know if it's to the same level as Alabama or Georgia or anything like that, but, but it's enough to where at least one of them should have said, "We need to watch out for this." That, that, that's the point I'm, tr- I'm I'm trying to get to is like, why does an ant like? It seems like these games, particularly this late season non conference game that Auburn always has. I hate why. Why do you not have an analyst and say, hey, buddy, I know you want to be an offensive coordinator one day. So I'm going to give you the chance to watch this film and you tell me what you see. I'm going to go out and recruit. Yep. And what you could say is you, he could come back and say, hey, uh, coach, I need you to watch this tape. Yeah. I need you to watch this defense because they're pretty solid. Yeah. Right? They're not as bad as you think they they're, are. They're, they're, pretty, they're pretty fundamentally sound. Yeah. You know? And... Uh, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I was just looking at New Mexico State's record and the teams they've beaten and the scores of their games. What's in, what's incredible is in what are we? That was the that was the eleventh game of the year, right? Yeah. Eleventh game of the year, and I think maybe if I did it right, eight games they didn't score more than thirty points. Yeah, I think their first one of their first one of their only ones was last week. Was against Western Kentucky. Last week they scored thirty-eight. Um, they scored, I think, right at thirty against a team, and then they scored thirty-plus against uh, UMass, who they lost to in Week One. Yeah, I remember. I watched that game. I mean, Hawaii beat this team. Yeah, Hawaii got obliterated by Vandy yeah. early in the year. Yeah, right. I mean, so that's the level of like I don't care that Auburn had and the level of like didn't pay attention to any film didn't want like that's what I don't they understand were on Thanksgiving break yeah wh- but why did you not have a staff member say Same. hey coach like I'm gonna go watch this film hey they're gonna run this hey they're gonna do like you can have a staff member I understand they can't do that week in week out yeah. but for a team like this you could at least have one of them say hey I need you to watch this for yeah. me and get back with me or just I, I mean Again, I don't even know if the scheme was necessarily that bad. I mean, you could tell there were moments where it was like, y'all... That's what I mean when I say we clearly didn't watch film because there were plays that got open and I was like, that's a basic play that you just weren't prepared yeah. for. Uh, well, the coverage was soft all day. I, yeah. mean, I mean, just terribly soft coverage, which means they didn't know, they didn't scout this team, so they didn't know who their position players were that they could yeah. press or should press. And who are the position players they should give cushion to? Yeah. So they should give cushion to everybody. Yeah. That's soft zone coverage. Yeah. You're going to get your butt picked when, when butt kicked when when 
they're sitting there running these underneath routes, which is what they did early on. They just sat there and run these soft underneath routes, and that's how they got. You know, we had players, defensive players, like later on in the game, getting up because they tackled a dude. Buddy, they just got four yeah, or five yards on a pass. Yeah, they were up there bragging because they put a hit on somebody. It's like, they got a positive play. Right. Brag when you, you tackle them break for a it loss. Up. I know. I know. It was very frustrating. And that was... That's again. That's what's so embarrassing about it is you didn't care, and then the lack of awareness from everything that was going on. Yeah. The, so I know your kids like the light show. Yeah. And that's great. I'm glad. No, no, it. I'm I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'll, I text you some of this during yeah. the game. But when the light show came on, I lost my mind, and every I was standing on the ramp because I didn't want to shout explosives in front of children. Yeah. Everyone on that ramp was saying the same thing. Why are we doing a light show when we're losing to freaking New Mexico State? Oh, I mean, there were sing-along songs going on, you know, all this kind of stuff. I mean, folks were, were singing the Taylor Swift songs and John Denver at one point and, and all, all this other stuff. And, you know, I, I'm sitting there and I remember looking over at my wife and I said, why are we doing this? We're getting yeah. our butt kicked right now. Yeah. You know, get in the game. Yeah. You know? And... I mean, that's really where the failure comes from the coaches is, like you said, watch the film. Even if you didn't, like, watch the film and put together a good game plan, mm-hmm. you could have at least watched the film and be like, hey, go to the players and be like, I know y'all think this is a nothing game, but y'all better wake up. Yeah. You better wake up and you better come to play because they're going to beat you. So it's funny, pregame, as we're driving down, I'm listening to the pregame show, and um, they have uh, Will Herring on there okay. you know, as an analyst. And they actually asked him, they said, this is a sandwich game. It's a classic sandwich game, trap game, another yeah. word for trap game. You know, what do you think about, you know, what are your thoughts on this? And, um, you know, he said, I remember, he said, playing for Gene Chizik when Gene Chizik was the defensive coordinator. Yeah. They had to play, um, I think it was Western Kentucky. Yeah. <clears throat> and he said, Gene Chizik, as the defensive coordinator, Scared them so much about Western Kentucky, about how good that team was and how legitimate that team was, that they went out there and, you know, Will Herring, he said, he said, hey, so I was scared. He said, I thought we might lose that game. Yeah. But they, the, he scared us so much. He said, we, he said, now we went out there and we took care of them like they were Western Kentucky. He said, but, he said, it's because he prepared us for that. I thought earlier in the week on Monday that, you know, yeah, so I thought on Monday that um, from some of Hugh Freeze's comments about how you better come to prepare for this team, you better come to play, you know, all those type things, um, I thought, okay, he's got the right mindset for this. He's not going to overlook this team, you know. And, um, I, truthfully, I should have seen it coming from the amount of positive recruiting news that was going on. Let me tell you, Hugh Freeze, if you're wondering about how good of a recruiter is, recruiter he is, if you gave Hugh Freeze two weeks to recruit a kid, he could get him to commit. Yeah. I mean, that's what's uh, happening. He, he is that good of a recruiter, right? Yeah. And I think... There's a lot of positive news coming out yeah. about Auburn flipping certain kids and, and trying to get certain kids to commit and sign on the dotted line type type stuff. And um, I, I should have realized if we're having this much positive news, it's not because of all the negative news elsewhere. It's because Hugh Freeze is out there yeah. doing work, which means nobody's, he's not in here doing yeah, that. Nobody's watching the New Mexico State game. No. Um. I see. I didn't even think that. I just, I just had that gut feeling because, and I think it was partly because of the fans. And I know fans don't coach or play the game. Yeah. So it's kind of dumb to even think this way. But I guess I also am thinking. Well, logically, if every single fan is just thinking about Alabama, yeah, you know the players are thinking the same thing. They're just, they're, they're humans too. The noise gets through. Yeah. Right. And it got through. 
You know, they were. It, it's so glaringly obvious that we were looking at Alabama and not New Mexico State. It, it's funny because you know I remember um, last year uh, we had beaten Texas A and M. Yeah. Okay. And folks said, I remember folks. We played Western Kentucky next. Yeah. But Western Kentucky last year was actually really Very good. good. They had two or three really good wide receivers, and they had an offense that was just prolific. So, um, I remember people saying, "Don't overlook Western Kentucky." Yeah, we bet we better the vibe win this was game. Different. Vibe was totally different. Yeah, and Auburn folks, we went down there and and we we smashed them pretty well. Yeah, you know. And I just look, I, you know, I was looking at New Mexico's record now, and then I was just looking at Auburn's record, and when you look at it, it's like Auburn gave up. Auburn gave up defensively. Auburn gave up 10 points to Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> gave up 10 to Arkansas. It was 13. Gave up what, 13 to uh, to Vandy. Yeah. Like, maybe outside of Vandy. But Mississippi State and Arkansas are far and away more talented yes. than New Mexico State. Yes. But as you said, like this was the classic, like, we just won a big game in, for Auburn because, A, we knocked the socks off of Arkansas. Yeah. Right, who was favored? Who was favored? It was an away game. We hadn't done well on the road, and then just the way we beat Arkansas was like, like just to just to bring you back to where yeah. we were a week ago, seven days ago. Yeah, right. Auburn fans were like, "Bro, we figured it out on offense." Yes, yeah. you yeah. know, we figured it out on defense. Yeah, we we were a complete team last week. It was the most complete uh, game we've played. Yes. Again, it, it's not... And that's why like, I think I'm not worried, because it's effort can be corrected. But it's weird to say... I, I think this is where like I'm at, and I think it's where a lot of Auburn fans are. I'm not doom and gloom. Like, I don't think this means that Hugh Freeze is a bad coach. Uh, people that are saying that are just stupid. Ignorant. You're stupid if you're out there saying that Hugh Freeze should be fired... Or that he should be fired because we lost this game. Or even and if you think he's a bad coach. There's a lot of people out there who don't like who didn't like him from the get go because of his past. Yeah. Okay? And so this was the ha, Yeah. I, I'm gonna get let me get my pound of flesh. Yeah. So um but uh, Hugh Freeze is gonna get us going in the right direction. I I, I fully believe that. Mm-hmm. But it it's just weird. It, you know, it, it was it's such a weird place to be. Where you're looking ahead, like I said, seven days ago, you just beat Arkansas. Alabama fans are were worried. Scared. Scared. They were. Because they have to come to Jordan-Hare Stadium. And they knew Auburn was rolling. Mm-hmm. They've got, quote-unquote, two weeks to prepare. Mm-hmm. Right? That was the mindset. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and then we lay an egg. I mean, again, though. But but you lay an egg, and you sit there, and you go, well, clearly we didn't try. And it was almost like, you know, like if you don't study for a test, and you walk into the classroom, and then you get your grade back, and you got a 10 on the test out of 100, and you go, yeah. Yeah. That doesn't indicate you're stupid. Yeah, right? I know. You're just... You made a bad decision in exactly. not prepping for the game. Exactly. And that's why, like, I guess why I'm not worried, because I'm like, we still have that same ability that we had against Arkansas. Yeah. Like, it didn't just disappear. No. It's just you didn't you didn't give a crap enough to show up and play football. Yeah, and and, and there's folks out there who are saying, like, okay, so um, the, the coach's last name for New Mexico State, his last name is Kill. Um, that's intense. Great, great last name. Um, <laughs> for a football coach. Yeah. In particular. Yeah. Um, he beat Hugh Freeze last year, demolished that Liberty yeah. team like forty-one to ten. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean just demolished them. And so there's a lot of people saying, "Hey, if this guy can figure out Hugh Freeze's offense, like, you know, why should Alabama or you know any other great program not you know not be able to do that as well?" Well, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but that tape was out there a year ago. Yeah. And, you know, for the past three, four weeks, none of those teams could do it that were more talented. Yeah. You know, now that Hugh's been calling plays. Um, I really think this goes back to a week of preparation because 
I want to point to a couple of things. So <clears throat> against Arkansas, Auburn primarily ran inside zone. Yeah. Okay, so which is just a zone going up the middle, all right? Which is where Jarquez Hunter got most of his yardage, yeah. right? Against, I think it was Mississippi State, if I'm thinking right, um, Auburn ran a lot of wide zone, okay? Taking it, the running back takes it around the outside. The quarterback yeah. can take it up the middle, but the running back now has the outside shot, yeah. okay? Those type things, the blocking scheme up front, are we going to do a slide protection? Are we going to do a zone blocking scheme up front? Are we going to run like a pulling guard, like a counter style? Um, are we going to do duo, you know, where we've got two on two on one, you know? Uh, you know, all, all those type things. Those are things you prepare for when you're watching film during the week, yeah. okay? That's the type of thing that you prepare for. Mm -hmm. So then when you get lack of effort, you have a coach and, and a staff that didn't prepare for the team, it's hard to make those adjustments in-game because you may make the right call, right? The right call for success against New Mexico State may be to run inside zone. Yeah. But if the effort's not there from the guys and you don't see the success, you're going to go, well, maybe it's outside zone. So you flipped outside zone. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? This team can blow up outside zone, so they blow up outside zone. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe it's RPO. Well, they bring down their safeties, so it's not RPO. Right? Yeah. I mean, you know, like, so every unsuccessful play you have, you're consistently trying to figure out, oh, crap, what works. And if you don't have good effort... Nothing's going to work. Nothing's going to work. And so you don't know what works. Yeah. And you're constantly searching, which is exactly what Auburn looked like. Yeah, that's exactly what it felt like. They were just like... And it sucks. Same defensively. Same. Yeah. All the same for the for for the defense. That that was the. Uh, it was hard to watch also because you could see like there were about three players on all sides of the football mm -hmm. where I was like, this person's trying. Yeah. It'd be nice if the rest of the team could follow behind their footsteps. Yep. Uh, but but the main thing where I, where you could really see the lack of effort and the lack of, you know, giving a crap. Yeah. Was from the line. Offensive line didn't block. Yeah. Defensive line could not get a push. And this is not a shot at New Mexico State. It's going to sound like one. You should be able to blow up New Mexico State. You should. Like, you are more talented. Now, than now what's interesting is later on in the game, maybe third quarter or so, there were a couple of runs that Jarquez Hunter had where he got only maybe three yards. There was one where he got four or five. And I thought, that's whatever they just did, that's it. Yeah. That's that's the scheme you need to be running. And then they went away from it. Or, there were a couple times I will say too, and again this goes back to film prep, mm -hmm. Jarquez Hunter would pick the wrong hole. Okay? Which is something he hasn't really done over the past three weeks. Yeah. Um, the, there's just all sorts of things that you just look at it and you just go, God, man, what happened? You know? Um, and so it's disappointing. So, uh, but I mean, you know, and and I do want to touch on the side of the fan base that is just overreacting. Yeah, it's just a giant overreaction, guys. It is year one, and like I saw the people say, well, "That's no excuse. I don't care if it's year one." Blah 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 blah. Okay, but it is. Like yeah. So so you're saying there's no excuse for this in year one. So what's your answer? Yeah, because it's over. We lost. Right. They beat us. So you want to fire the coach? Because well, that's you, an idiotic statement to well, make. Well, you know, I, I asked You this, are an idiot if you want the coach fired. There's a lot of folks, and rightfully so, because of the way it looked, because of the circumstances, everything that goes with it. One of the worst losses in Auburn football history. Yeah. I mean, I'm an easily... True. I think I can easily say that, okay? Now, that said, which is a worse loss? Auburn versus New Mexico State yesterday, in year one or Hugh Freeze. Or Texas A&M versus Appalachian State last year in year, what, four, year five under yeah, Jimbo? with the number one recruiting class. With the number one recruiting class coming in? And a top, uh, it was the number one team rated in the nation preseason. Right. That's, that's a worse. And it was early in the season. Yeah. You know? It's week three. That's, that to me was is a worse loss. And so that's where I say, like, to your point, <clears throat> you know, it's year one, yeah. right? It, it's year one, guys. Like, he doesn't have any of the 
any of the uh, full-time recruits, you know, down there that he wants. He's got a lot of transfer portal guys, which are really hard to get to play together as a team because, let me tell you, I, I can bet, I can bet that being a transfer portal player is a lot like playing junior college baseball, I, right? Yeah. Which you did and I did, yeah. okay? You don't really care about the school. You don't care about the school. You care a little bit about your team, you know, because these are guys you're working out yeah. with, you've been with now for a while. Now, football might be a little bit different because depending on when you got there, yeah, you know, some of these guys, Shane Hooks, yeah, right? He didn't get there till uh, like a week before the season. That's right. I mean, Peyton Thorne too. Yeah, you know. So there's not a lot of bond there for those guys to really care. You know, you're a mercenary. Yeah. I mean, uh, you you're, know, you're, you're you're a hired gun. You're a hired arm, hired whatever to come in and play. And so there's not these guys are out there. They're making sure that they're taking care of themselves first. And I get it. I don't blame them. But that's the problem you get with transfer portal guys. And you can make it work if you have a team full of your recruits yeah. and you're bringing in a couple of guys to yeah. fill some gaps. But Auburn brought in like 20-something. Yeah, the whole guys. team hasn't been And here. they're all playing. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, so it's it's tough. Um, I, I think I think Hugh and, and crew will, um, will get it done. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what next year's class and next year's um team looks like uh, it's going to be a hard schedule you know no no doubt it's going to be a hard schedule next year but um <clears throat> not to get ahead of ourselves but talent wise who should be better should be there's gonna there's some key positions mm-hmm. that it's really going to depend on whether certain guys there like if marcus harris comes back at defensive tackle mm-hmm. defense is really good and you a thing that's still not really like said enough. Hugh Freeze still hasn't really coached the team. No. So okay. So so let's throw this question out. Let, let me ask you this. Okay. The whole point of Hugh Freeze bringing in Philip Montgomery as offensive coordinator was so that he had an OC that he could trust to call run, plays, yeah. run the offense, while he did a CEO type thing, and he focused on recruiting and he focused on team and personnel yeah. and player man, staff management, player management, yeah. all that type of stuff. Why, if if Hugh Freeze has been calling plays more often, and there's a lot of signs that point to he has, mm-hmm. what does Philip Montgomery do? It's a fantastic question. Like, not saying I, he's not prepping or anything like that, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, why is he here? Yeah, no, it's a good point. Um, and that's a, it's a very solid point. I don't know. What is he doing? But, because I mean, you you sit there and you go, you know, I'd, ra- I'd almost rather, you know, you, Hugh, if, I'm trying to, you kind of name yourself OC or name, you know, your, you know, your, some up and coming guy as OC, you call the plays, you know, maybe get you some young guy that can recruit a little bit, you yeah. know, so he can maybe at least get the ball rolling for you and you be the closer yeah. type deal. Um, and, and and go get you another staff member. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I think it needs to happen. I, I well, I don't think it. I, I'm not. I'm not. I guess it doesn't even need to happen. I and let me. I want to be clear. I'm not. I'm not really blaming. I'm not blaming Montgomery for this loss. No, this has nothing. To, it has more to do with like as the season went on, right? Yeah. Hugh Freeze has said. He even said coming into this week, as uh, Cole Kubelik or, or Justin Hokinson asked him. They're like, well, so what do you take away from these last three weeks? And he said, I'm paraphrasing, but he said along the lines of, of, you know, I wish I could go back and start calling plays sooner. and start and start doing some of the things I've been doing lately sooner. I wish I would have put my foot down. I think is what he said. Yeah, yeah, that is what he said. A little bit sooner in the year, right? And done some things differently. Yeah. Because I think Hugh Freeze really thinks they should have beaten Ole Miss. Yeah. Okay. Should have beat Georgia. I think he feels like they should have beaten Georgia. They, they should have. I think he looks at the LSU loss as we got beat. 
Yeah. Okay. And I think he looks at the Texas A&M game as I didn't know what I had. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Right. Both of those were road games. Tough games. Both of those games, I was kind of like, I mean, Texas A&M hurt more. Texas A&M, I had a worse attitude about rather than this game because Texas A&M, I was like, the scheme. I remember rewatching it with you. Yeah. There were just so many times where it was like, there's seven guys in the box and you're running it up the middle. And then you're passing it when there's three guys like on the line. Yeah, it, feel, it feels like when you look back, it feels like if Auburn played Texas A&M today, they'd beaten them. I would have much rather have played an SEC team. I, so that was tells me something else I was going to ask you later on. Like, if Would you rather Auburn play... I'd rather play Georgia and Alabama back-to-back. Like, not... Like how it used to be, where it's Georgia gap week with a crappy team and Alabama. No, I know what you no, mean. I literally mean Georgia turn around seven days later and play Alabama. That, that's how it used. That's how it used to be. Like like 2010. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it that's, was beautiful. It was perfect. Yeah, you had no break. It was amazing. It was just two weeks of just pure <clears throat> adrenaline and hype. You were prepared. Yeah, you couldn't relax. There was no relaxation going. Right. On. I would either rather it be. A big SEC team, or not even a, just an SEC team, because all those games are big. An SEC team by week than Alabama, or SEC Alabama. Yeah. I don't like playing these teams in November, because they're playing for everything. Yeah. And you're just trying to get to Alabama. Yeah. Let's face it, we're trying to win the Iron Bowl every year. That's a huge goal, especially in a rebuild year. Yeah. Because if you beat them, you can cap the season off with a huge win. No, I, I think, like... As you look at 2024, they've not announced the schedule. They've announced the teams that announced the yeah. schedule. As you look at that, like you, you look at it and you go, man, this could get really ugly, or this could, you know, go work extremely out. well. Yeah, depending on how it goes. Yeah, there, it's like two polar opposite ends of the spectrum. I do want to know, can so can Hugh change anything? Because I know there's some teams where it's like you're locked into a contract now with like California. So first three games of the schedule are already um, okay, figured decided. out. We start the season with Cal. We start the season with Cal. Game one is against Cal, September 7th. Okay. okay. I'm not too worried about that. It's at home. Uh, second game of the year, I think that's first week. Second game of the year is New Mexico State. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. New Mexico. New <sighs> oh, Mexico. <gosh. laughs> the Lobos. Um, that was fear. Yep. And then third game of the year is... Uh, who is it? I had it pulled up earlier. So we're going to have another crappy game before Alabama. Well, so that, that's what I want to I want to look at. Unless we can put the bye week there. Because if this week would have been a bye week, if this week would have been a bye week, let me tell you, I would be on cloud nine about this Iron Bowl. Yeah. But it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And we lost. Now, but I'll also say this, because we've talked about it before. We've mentioned it in almost every podcast that we've done. Oh, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got this wrong. I got this wrong. Okay, so... Auburn plays Cal on September 7th. Now, that seems like a week later than normal first week. So I'm guessing we've got an unscheduled non-conference game week one. Okay. So we will find some... Hopefully. Some Alabama State type team to play week one. Then we will play Cal week two. Then we'll play New Mexico, not New Mexico State, (laughs) week three. What would be week three of the season? And then we have ULM, okay, November 16th, which would be week prior to Iron Bowl. We're going to play, you're telling me, we're going to play the Louisiana Monroe. Louisiana Monroe. Which... You know, if you've been on Twitter, you know that Auburn is claiming, well, this is our Louisiana Monroe moment. That's right. And we're about to win national championships. Yep. Hopefully that's true. Um, And I think it can be true. I think Hugh Freeze will get us to that point if Auburn fans will just chill out and yep. not overreact to every single loss that we have. Because we're going to take bumps and bruises, guys. Like, Obviously, I was optimistic about this season. Uh, that's just who I am. But I also knew it was a possibility of 6-6. Six and six. Or seven to five. Um, I'm also a realistic person. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I think I do. Th- that's where I find the Hugh Freeze comments interesting. Is that he looks at those games and he's like, "Crap." Yeah. If I had game planned, if I had done this, if I, you know all those type things, 
you know, what would have been, yeah. what would have happened. You know, now that said, Hugh Freeze during that time, per his words, were, he was recruiting. Yeah. So we may not have all the recruits even now and have the ends with other potential recruits that we have because every recruit has said, who you talk to most, they all say Hugh Freeze. It's true. And I think that's a great thing. I really do. And especially nowadays, you kind of need that. Yeah. However, in an argument against Hugh Freeze's logic, I've always said this. If you can just win eight games and get the recruits down to Auburn yeah. for the big ones, yeah, they're going to commit. Well, Auburn sells itself. Yeah, I, I hear you on that. I do think, I do think something... I remember when Saban first got to Alabama. He did a lot of the recruiting. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, I, I saw a video of today of after he lost to Monroe. He stopped at a gas station, and he had a LSU championship ring on. Uh-huh. And he goes, oh, it's a championship ring. Uh, talk, some guy asked him about the ring, and he goes, yeah, I'm planning on doing that here at Alabama. And the guy didn't recognize it was Nick Saban. And he goes, well, that ain't going to happen if Nick Saban's still our coach. Well... Obviously, that guy was wrong. So. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, uh, yeah. So it, um, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I think Hugh's going to get it going, but uh, it's just you didn't want that to happen this week after all the momentum you built up over these past uh, past few weeks, and especially after that, the way you beat Arkansas, which mm-hmm. was going into it was a little bit of scary. It was a scary game. Oh yeah, and then we just demolished them. Yeah. So let, let's uh, let's go through some of the. So the rest of the scores around the SEC. There were some other teams that actually struggled out of the gate with their teams, and then they were able to pull away. Louisiana Monroe and Ole Miss. That game was pretty close early on, but Ole Miss demolishes them 35-3. to Mississippi State and Southern Miss was a fairly close game early on. They've got a new coach down at Mississippi State. They're actually looking for a new coach. They fired Arnett. Uh, but Mississippi State uh, beat Southern Miss 41-20. to uh, Abilene Christian versus Texas A&M. Texas A&M also has a new coach, or will have a new coach. They beat that team 38-10. to uh, We already talked about the Auburn game. Arkansas um, decides to hold on to Sam Pittman. Really? Okay, yep. Um, and uh, he is uh, he beats FIU 44-20. to uh, LSU beats Georgia State 56-14. to all right, so that's not all the games. There's three or four games I didn't call out. South Carolina versus Kentucky. Did you see the score on this game? No. Who do you think won that game? I'm going to guess Kentucky. South Carolina won that game 17-14. to 14. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Missouri-Florida. Did you watch any of that game? No, but did, Florida, I know it was close because I saw like a clip of the score. Very close. Uh, Missouri is able to pull it out 33-31 to 31, thanks to like a – Five seconds left on the clock, and they kick yeah. a field goal and, and win the game. Um, they got the ball with a minute 35 left, I want to say, um, after Florida had just gone. They were up. What's crazy is they were up by like nine with five minutes to go in the game. Florida scores. <clears throat> they force a punt, get the ball back, kick a field goal to take the lead, and then um, Missouri gets it, mm. and they're able to win. So Missouri, number nine. Missouri kind of gets another win for Florida. Sitting at five and six, you got to find a win. And you were that close to winning that game and get going bowling. Yeah, and then now you got Florida State, and Florida State struggled too for a minute, I believe. Uh, be, be pulling up that score. So uh, the the other big game of the week was Georgia versus Tennessee, and and. Georgia ran away with that one. Yeah. 38-10, to 10, uh, they demolished that one. Um, and then the last score that I did not call out was Alabama versus Chattanooga. Alabama puts up 66 on Chattanooga and beats the Mox 66-10. to 10. Hmm. I just, I, you know, I, I guess this is why I find it funny, my attitude. Um Maybe it was just because I had a long car ride back from Auburn. Yeah. But I'm not concerned about how we're going to play in the Iron Bowl. Okay. Um, I know I'm kind of looking. I know this is the review, not the preview. but Yeah. No, let's go ahead and talk about it. Because <clears throat> I don't know if we're going to get another one out before. Uh, yeah, it's true. 
before thing. We got Thanksgiving. You know, there's a lot of a lot of exciting games this week. So okay, so North Alabama was winning at the end of the first quarter, thirteen to nothing against Florida State. Who? North Alabama. North Alabama. UNA just became a D one school. They did. Now Florida State ran away with a fifty eight to thirteen. But okay. I think I saw the clip of it at the end of the first quarter and I was like, There's no way this is happening yeah. right now. Yeah, Abilene Christian actually I think scored first against Texas A and M. Yeah. I mean one up seven up. But um I guess, you know, we've said it all year. The Iron Bowl stands on its own. No matter what happens yeah. from week one through week twelve. Yeah. None of those games matter for this game, especially when it's being played in Jordan Harris Stadium. Yeah. If you think that Auburn is going to come out and do what they did against New Mexico State, you're wrong. Yeah. Number one, those players are just as pissed off as we are, if not more. They're disappointed in themselves. And is it likely we're going to win that game? No. But I'm also going to say I'm not going to be surprised personally if I look up at the fourth quarter, the start of the fourth quarter, at the start of the fourth quarter, and we have a chance to win that game. I will not be surprised. Because I've seen history. 1972, we blocked two punts and beat Alabama 17-16. to 16. I've seen the story about some guy from McAdory who was getting recruited by Bear Bryant and then decides to go to Auburn and goes over the top and is one of the most iconic plays in Auburn history. I've seen the kick six live. I, like Crazy stuff happens in this game. It's yeah. not normal. So... I'm not concerned about the Iron Bowl, and people are going to say we're going to get blown out, and that's very possible. It's also a possibility. It's likely Alabama will win. But sometimes the unlikely happens in this game, and so I think that's what I'm going to hold on to. Yeah. No, I mean, so Alabama opens as a 14.5-point favorite, according to Vegas. Um you know, which is a pretty big line. We've seen lines similar to that. I mean, the the uh, who was it a few weeks ago? Georgia Missouri. Georgia Missouri was like that. And the game was a little bit closer than what. Um, I mean, it took a pick six, I think, for them to yeah. really kind of pull away in that game. Jacksonville State and South Carolina. Jacksonville State, South Carolina. Jacksonville State held that game a lot closer, although they weren't able to win it. Um, you know, so I I do think look, Nick Saban historically he's four and seven in Jordan. He's four and seven. I know. It's not a place that he enjoys playing. And he shouldn't. Right. I just, I, I encourage all Auburn fans to go watch the history of this game. Especially the young ones. Yeah. I, the young ones don't get it. I've talked to them. They think that we have just always been trash. And I'm like, guys, you don't understand. We used to run this show in the state for a good minute. Now, Alabama's had their share of running the show. Sure. But I'm just saying there's crazy things that have happened in this game, and they, they don't, like, I guarantee you, if you were to go to a random college game, they wouldn't even know what punt by my punt is. Well, you got to think. For and there's any... a bar named after it downtown. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I, I hear you. I mean, for, for any kid who's in college right now at Auburn, your uh, your recollection right if you think that your memory of football probably starts around seven or eight years old right and that's when you start to kind of pay attention and figure yeah. things out that would be 2008 which was Saban's first year right mm-hmm. um i mean so that's what they've known oh it's not even 2008 <clears throat> at this point it's like 2012 because these the college kids were born in 2003 and 2004 oh right right, right. freshman yeah 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 but that's what i'm saying yeah yeah, twenty year olds and whatnot. So I mean, yeah, I mean it's crazy. It's weird, but like because they don't, they're not like me. Like I'm kind of a weirdo. I go and watch the old like nineteen seventy yeah, yeah, Iron yeah. Bowls and stuff. Uh, so I've seen how odd this game can go. Again, I'm I'm not gonna predict it for sure because it's unpredictable. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I personally, because of the attitude and the history that I've seen at Auburn. Will not be surprised if the fourth quarter starts and the light show begins, and it's a one score, maybe a ten point game. Well, let, okay, let let me throw this out there. Who was which team? Do you think is better? Okay. Okay. Twenty twenty one Auburn, or twenty twenty three Auburn. I'm glad you asked that question because I was thinking the, along the exact same lines. 
I'm picking 2023 Auburn. Okay. Which Alabama team do you think was better? 2021 Alabama or 2023 Alabama? 2021 Alabama. Right. That game, that 2021 game, went into four overtimes. Yeah. We really should have won it. Auburn led that game 10 to nothing. Until the the last minute. Until literally the last minute of the game. Yeah. So, again... And that, that was going to be one of the examples that I listened to that little monologue I had. Yeah. Was that game. Again, we should have won it had T.J. Finley not got sacked out of field goal range. We if, would if have Tank won Bigsby, it. If Tank Bigsby goes down in bounds. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that play. Oh. That one burns. Yeah. So, again, it defies all logic. If you think the players aren't going to get up for this one, for God's sakes, they weren't even ready for this one because they're so ready for the Alabama game. They're ready. And they're looking to redeem themselves, and by God, n- nobody would even remember that last game. All right, we got to pivot here a little bit, though, too. Okay, we got to talk about the other side of the Iron Bowl here. <sighs> Whatever, we can. We Alabama's will. ten and one. Yep, they're good. They're I don't playing. know if I've seen an Alabama team go from looking as miserable as they did yeah. early on in the season mm-hmm. to as good as they look now. I don't think I've seen them do that over the course of a year. I, I can't remember them yeah. figuring things out like that over the course yeah. of a year. Like, what do you attribute that to? Because I, I attribute it, a lot of people are saying, hey, it's Joe and Milrow, he's figured some things out. I think he's figured some things out, but I really attribute it to Tommy Reese and play calling. Yeah, I, I think that's true. I think the attitude of Nick Saban at the beginning of the year was different than it is now. For instance... There was kind of a joke going on that like Nick Saban wasn't yelling. He was smiling on the sidelines. And then all of a sudden, the switch flipped, and he starts screaming at players on the sideline. And which, they got tells good. You, which tells you what? Which tells you what? Nick Saban knew his team was not very good. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. He didn't start caring until he realized, oh, okay, wait a minute. We got a, wait a, minute. We got a we, chance. We got a chance. Yeah. Like, I really think Saban looked at this team somewhere along the way and thought, especially like maybe around that USF game. Oh, yeah. He thought somewhere along the way. The same thing here. This might be a 9-3 and three season. <laughs> at best. Right? Like, and I couldn't, I mean, you can't blame him because something was wrong. And I, it was the play calling. They, I, they I were think it was, they kept the trying to run and kept trying to keep him in the pocket when they really should have been running. And what they're doing now is more of. I don't know what else to call it, but the thing I'll, I'll liken it to, it, they're running like an LSU-style offense. Yeah. Right? LSU lets Jaden down. Hey, Malik Neighbors, I want you to run deep, okay? And then Jaden down, if he's open, throw it. If he's not, you run. That's what <laughs> that's they're doing. It, I know. That, that's what they're doing. Yeah. And then every now and then we're going to hand it off to uh, LSU's running back or, you know, for Alabama, it'll be Jason McClellan. They hand it off. Yeah. And, and, you know, hey, go go have you a game, right? Yeah. I think the thing I'm also most impressed with what's improved with Alabama is their offensive line is blocking very well. Yeah, they are. I think, you know, it's they, they've started to kind of mesh and, and maybe figure some things out. Um, that's been – it's odd. That's a spot that Alabama struggled with over the past few seasons. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Seems like maybe they're figuring, figuring out a little bit. But then again, it could be some of the matchups they've played yeah. recently. Because even LSU's defensive line wasn't right. amazing. Um, I think um, I think to attack Alabama, you've got to blitz, but you've also got to blitz and surround. Yes, uh, you cannot leave an open gap for him to run through. No, no. Like if at any point you see him tuck the ball, the linemen <clears throat> need to just start falling into the gaps. They just do. fall down. They do. Just slow him down for a second. Let the guys come up and get him. Yeah, they do. Um, you know, it's it's got to be. Or it's got to be like, so I think one blitz Auburn did against another mobile quarterback in Jackson Dart was Eugene Asante, I remember. Mm-hmm. They kind of they flushed him out of the pocket. <clears throat> you could see the Auburn defensive line kind of rolling with him. And Eugene Asante is on a spy, and he's sitting, and he's sitting, and he's sitting. And he realizes, oh, he's still looking downfield. He's got nobody to throw it to. i got to attack. And he attacked, and he just comes shooting in there like a missile. Yeah. And sacks him yeah. for like a 20-yard loss. He is so good at rushing, especially off the edge. He is. Um, 
it's like impressive, incredibly impressive. That's the type of play Auburn's going to have to have to have a chance against Alabama because this Alabama team is a good mm-hmm. is a, a good team. Now they've got a couple of flaws. I mean, Jalen Milrow will still have some inaccurate passes. He, mm-hmm. he throws some errant passes. Their wide receivers. I don't know if they take plays off or if it is still sort of a scheme thing yeah. or what, but their wide receivers will disappear for a while. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> then they'll pop open. And now they're starting to get more open. I use air quotes on that. I think because of the threat of Jalen Milrow, and now that they've started to let him run more, you start seeing guys, their eyes start to drift into the backfield. Well, then that lets that five-star wide receiver take yeah. off downfield. Right. I, I think – they're similar to the 2021 Bama team in the sense of if you get in the backfield, if mm-hmm. you can make them have just a pinch of doubt yeah. in what they're doing yeah. offensively, yeah, they will crumble. Right, Bryce Young, and you can see it in the NFL, the second he starts getting hit or starts feeling pressure, he crumbles. And that's not like a sh- – I mean, it's hard not to. You're having a 300-pound person hit you. Right. Like, <laughs> I would die. Uh, so I said it in the 2021 before the 2021 Iron Bowl and everybody laughed at me. They thought it was crazy. Yeah. You have to blitz literally every single play. Yeah. Like you cannot take a playoff where you're not bringing some sort of extra man to come hit the quarterback. You have to do that this year. I think you have to do it. I think you have to show blitz a lot on this team. Mm -hmm. Um, and then drop guys. Yeah. Right. Or bring a delay blitz or have a spy, you know. You've really got to mix up your coverages mm-hmm. against this team in order to be successful. And then offensively, we said it all along. We said it from the get-go when we did the preview show for Auburn, Alabama. Kevin Steele is a great defensive coordinator when he's given the right talent. Okay, And I know that's easy to say, but Pete Golding is not a good defensive <laughs> yeah, coordinator. No. Like, I think Pete Golding would be a good NFL defensive coordinator. Yeah. Because you got all day to prep these guys. These guys are taking their job seriously, yada, yada, yada. In college, especially when you have a talent gap like Alabama does, like where, where they're far mm-hmm. and away more talented than 90% of the teams they play, you really need to figure out a way to let those guys use their talents and just get yeah. And that's what he's really good at. Yeah, He's a really great motivator, um, and he's a really great um, simplifier. I mean, I remember his first couple of years at Auburn, they asked him, they're like, well, what are you doing, you know, to be so effective? And he said, I really I really just try, you know, maybe give one guy some type of assignment, but I really just want these guys to play fast. Mm-hmm. And you've seen it over the course of the year where Alabama's defense has started to play faster. Once they start playing faster and they get the base stuff, they get their assignments, you can add in some, some yeah. stuff for them to do. But, you know, that's been their calling card all year, and and that's what they're going to lean on, I think, in this Iron Bowl. And they would be smart, too, because Auburn's going to try and control possession, and they're going to try and control field position. It's going to be a field position game to do me. You, do you think Auburn, do you think Hugh Freeze goes back to what he tried to do against Georgia and, and Ole Miss in terms of clock management? Yes. And he tries to do it. You think he's going to try to do it? I, I think first quarter now. I think he's going to try and get the ball rolling. Yeah. And then once, if we can just score. Yeah. Just one touchdown. Yeah. Then we will start to do it. Well, yeah. I don't think we're going to wait till we get a lead. We're just going to try and get some points on the board. I gotcha. And then do it. All Basically right. like the scripted drive. So so let's, okay, we're going to run, we'll run two scenarios here. Okay. Because both are a possibility. Okay. Let's say Alabama wins and then we'll say Alabama loses. Okay. okay. Iron Bowl, right? Alabama wins the Iron Bowl. All right. Um. Do they make it into the college football playoff? They're still going to beat Georgia. If they beat Georgia, do they make it in the college football playoff? Do the teams in front of them lose? I mean, that's the question. But how much credit do you give to a Texas? Let's say Texas wins out. Texas is going to the playoff then. I, it's ridiculous to even say that Alabama should jump Texas to get into the playoff over Texas. Should Georgia be in over Alabama even if Alabama beats them? Alabama's got one loss in this scenario. No. So Georgia be in, even though they've only got one loss to so, so you're saying Georgia loses SEC championship, Alabama wins SEC championship. Yeah. And all the teams above Bama continue winning. Yeah. So you got Michigan. Then Georgia's out of the playoff. 
put those guys in. So, because the line between Washington and Florida State, I don't even know the rankings. Last time I checked, it was Florida State four, Washington number five. All right, so we'll, we'll go. Okay, so so you got Georgia at number one, okay? You got Michigan at three. Uh, I think Ohio State is two. Yeah, they are. Okay, Ohio State's at two. Okay. Uh, so those are your top three. And then sitting at four is, let me find them, Florida State. Okay. All right. You got, uh, let's see, who else is in front of them? Washington's at fifth. They just beat 11th-ranked Oregon State. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas is 7th, and Oregon is 6th. So there, I know that's not all perfect order there, folks, but there's your order. Okay, so... I, I feel like, let's say Michigan... Michigan or Ohio State are in. Okay, yeah. Okay? One of them is. One of them's in. For sure. One of them's going to win this week in, in their the game. Big, in, their, in the game. One of and then only one of them is going to go to the conference because they're in the same division yeah. of the Big Ten, right? Yeah. So one of them's in, okay, at least one. Yeah, maybe two. Mm. I'm just saying, SEC's done it year in year out. I I get it, but or you get a back door in because I get know, it. But every year the SEC's done it, there hasn't been like a solid undefeated team behind them. Washington's undefeated, so explain to me why an undefeated team wouldn't. Jump into the playoff. All right, but we got we got we got to go post post conference championship. So, okay. So Georgia's got a loss. Okay. Okay. We're gonna say Florida State's undefeated because I don't see anybody beating them. No. Okay. We'll say we'll we'll get back to Big Ten in a minute. Um. Washington's gonna be undefeated. We'll say Washington's undefeated. Okay. Okay. Tell me why they shouldn't be in the playoff. Yeah, I mean, those are your three. And and then you're looking at the fourth one. The fourth one is going to be either Ohio State or Michigan. Yeah. Right? Depending on how that flips out. It's got to be Texas, right? As it has an opportunity. Potentially Oregon. There's going to be an argument for it. I, I still don't agree with the fact that Oregon... I don't know. I guess I do agree with where they're put. I, I mean, to me... Oregon's only loss was a one-score loss to Washington. Yeah, so I mean they're in a fair spot, but and all year, even preseason, everybody said, "Hey, Pac-12 looks good," and Pac-12 has looked good all yeah. year. No, yeah, and that's what I'm saying though. But like, if Georgia it's loses, hilarious that it's their last year. I know. Still, I know. If Georgia loses, they're out. Alabama Georgia loses the SEC championship. You say they're out. They're out. So you're saying if Georgia loses to Alabama, Alabama wins the Iron Bowl. Alabama beats Georgia. If they stay in it, why are we playing regular season? What's the point? What's the point no, of the no, championships? No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was, I was going in another direction. So Alabama wins Iron Bowl. Alabama beats yeah, Georgia. I get it. Georgia's out of the playoff. Is Alabama in? No. Why should they jump? So you're saying Georgia's the only team from the SEC that has a chance at getting in? Yes. What? If all the teams above Bama went out. I hear you. But how would that make sense for Alabama to just suddenly be like, well, you won your SEC championship, so get it? Because obviously as SEC people, we think the SEC is the best in the conference. Yeah. However, (laughs) the SEC hasn't been great this year. The Pac-12 is definitely the dominant conference this year. Like... Do you agree with that? I mean, it's fun. It's funny you say that because I've actually heard people recently talking about how they're like, "Well, but it's the Pac-12," and I'm like, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! We've said all year the Pac-12 is good. There's like seven Pac-12 teams yeah. that are ranked. They all have one loss, and they're all to each other. Yeah, right. Like they're doing what the SEC normally does. Yeah, exactly. So if Washington wins out, why is their championship? undervalued the SEC championship. Yeah, I hear you. Washington belongs in. Yeah. There's no reason. Now, Georgia can make it in, maybe, depending on how that the game goes. Yeah. That's going to depend on like what the score is and all that kind of good stuff. And if Georgia loses the SEC championship. Like, if, if Ohio State or Michigan blows one another out, like yeah. it's like a 30-point yeah. game. Yeah. Get them out of the playoff. Because obviously one of you is a fraud. That's right. Um, 
And then if Georgia loses a close one to Bama, Georgia can still make it in. I, I think Michigan wins the game. They've looked more solid, even without Harbaugh on the sidelines, than any other team. They've looked solid all year long. Yeah. And Ohio State hasn't looked great. So, But i tell you what. Let's do this. We're running up on our time here. Oh, yeah. We're going to do a rivalry week preview. Uh, maybe Wednesday or Thursday before the Egg Bowl, before all the games well, get Well, the Egg going. Bowl is Thursday. I know. Okay. So we'll have to do it. Um. We'll get it going, and uh, and and we'll uh, we'll have our we'll have a rivalry week uh, preview uh, for y'all to listen to yeah. on Friday, or, or maybe we even get it out Thursday for Thanksgiving. So. Yeah. All right, that's it. Gonna that's gonna do it uh, here for us today on the Beham Brothers podcast. Don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter for all your SEC news, stories, and more. War Eagle.